Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Let's have some fun. Let's get to the midway. Okay, let's not get to the midway. Um, the midway is basically this. Okay, the midway. The midway. You promise you don't have your glasses on? No, my, I lost my progressive glasses. Yeah. And so all I have is reading glasses on. So when I look up, everything's blurry. <laughs> everything's blurry. So I have to get really close to see it. And You're like Magooing it? <laughs> Yeah, shh, don't tell anybody out in the airwaves that uh, your techno producer can't see anything of farther than two feet in front of him. No, I don't uh, have to. You just did. <laughs> you, you just, you, you, ju- okay. you just did. You, you just did. Um, okay. So here was the, here was the discussion part. The midway is basically middle of the week, middle of the show, middle of the day. Of course, we got the in the bonus podcast drops, top of the hour, and we do these topics. We're trying to have fun with it. Not as hard hitting, and I was just I'm I'm watching and and I realized that last week that being a fan has a pain element to it, right? And I do I see what the Bills fans are kind of going through. Like they went they were bad for 13 years in a row, right? They didn't make the playoffs, then they make it, and then last year here they are about to beat the Chiefs, and they find a way to gag that thing away. Then they get beat at home. You're like, man, being a fan stinks now. If I'm a Bills fan, I still have faith. I don't believe, I heard a couple promos, the Bills window is closed. Like, no, it's not. You still have Josh Allen. You're going to be good. Um, 
But being a fan has pain. Like, Chargers are the first team I'm a real fan of. So I guess the question is, what are the rules for being able to switch favorite teams? Favorite teams. Dan Beyer, I'll start with you. What are the rules? Can, can you? Let me start with this. Are you ever allowed to switch favorite teams? Yes, I think that you are, but it can't be your 1A. Like if I, I think that we all have there there's a team or maybe two teams in our lives that we live and die with. That team, your rider your ride or die? Yes, yes. Okay. It can that cannot be the team you you change. And the reason I say this, and I'll give a little background. I think when we were growing up, we all love sports. And when you're a kid, you have a favorite team in everything. Whether it be the NFL, college football, Major League Baseball, the NHL, the NBA, college basketball, MLS maybe now. Because that's just what you do as a kid. And it may change from year to year, but you have favorite teams that you have. And when you're an adult, there is just not enough time or energy to be as passionate about those six or seven teams as you, you know, and it can't be equal. So... The point being, and I'll use a perfect example, baseball is not high on my list. It, it's I, I am a much bigger Seahawks fan than I am of any baseball fan, and I grew up liking the Houston Astros. Okay. But as I got as I got older, I ran Brewer games in my you know one of my first jobs in radio, and so now you know over the last twenty years, I've cheered for the Brewers. They aren't my ride or die, but I. Did change. I don't cheer for the Astros anymore. Thank goodness. Um, and like there's so there is the ability to change, but there's no way that I would ever change from the Seahawks or honestly Ohio State football. Like that is, you know, that's there's there's no way. Those, those, those are your two faves. Yeah. I went to Wisconsin oh. and I'm still an Ohio State football fan. Like that's yeah. you know, so Okay, I, so I, I guess I guess the question is: you, You're not allowed to change your one A, in your opinion? I don't think so. Okay, I mean, let me ask uh, Jay Stu: do you, Are you allowed to change your one A? Man, the one A thing—that's a tricky part. Because um, I was going to say you absolutely are allowed to change. I've changed my teams, but the one A. Let me let me think about that. But let me tell you this: um, I grew up a Dolphins fan. You know, I grew up 10 minutes from Anaheim Stadium, right? I, but I grew up a Dolphins fan because my grandmother sent me swag for the Dolphins ever since, like, the 70s. And then Dan Marino came along, and I was a big Dolphins guy. And then after Dan Marino retires, L.A. doesn't have a team, and I just was a, a guy looking for a team. Yeah. Um, but I definitely changed course. Now I'm a Chargers guy. I have no problems admitting that. But to Dan's point, I think I've been a Dodger fan the entire time. I... Southern California, you're asking me, a guy who grew up in Southern California, this question. And I think my answer is going to be a hell of a lot different than if you grew up in the Midwest or on the East Coast. I think they live and die with their teams in those areas. I don't know if we here on the West Coast do. So we would probably be more liberal about this rule. I don't think I could ever switch out the Dodgers, my 1A, but um, I'm not going to, I'm never going to close. I'm never going to say never on that. Ramos? Um, I grew up with the teams my dad gave me as my teams. Those were his teams growing up. Those were my teams growing up. Johnny. I would, I would never change. Johnny, them. come here. <laughs> Listen to me, Johnny. Yep. You like the Dodgers? You like the Rams? And if you don't, 
go find somewhere else to eat your, eat your dinner. <laughs> yeah, so it's Dodgers, Rams, Lakers. Was your dad a mob boss? <laughs> <laughs> he was in the cartel, actually. Uh, no. Um, yeah, so that's that's how I, and that's the what I give to Lucas is, right, like, so these are your teams. Right, so at a point you were like, I'm done. No. I'm out. When, when, when Frank McCourt. Uh, that was, I, I never would give up on the Dodgers. I just was upset with the way, what he was doing. <laughs> but I never said to myself, I'm going to go find another team because of this. No. Uh-uh. Okay, here, here's my thoughts on even your 1A. Okay. You, you can change, you only get one change. In your life. It's like the transfer. You can't get multiple transfers. Okay. Now, look, you can change teams, but don't call them your favorite team. You, you keep don't go like, hey, and you don't you don't get to reap the true like congratulatory text from friends when you change teams. Right? You can change, and you go all in. Now, there's some deciding bet. If your team moves away, all bets are kind of off. You don't have to, but all bets are off. Right? They left your like if you're in Oakland and they moved to the other side of the bay, you're more than welcome to go like you know what. F the Warriors. I don't care if they wear the town stuff. They moved, right? Yes. For us, the Raiders moved out of town. The Rams moved out of town. You're oh, you're more than if they move. All bets are off. So you would have gave me some leeway if I had changed the team after the Rams left. Oh yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. The Midwest. Yes. But I, I I think you're allowed one transfer. Okay, one. But you always have to put the caveat in. You can never say. I'm a lifelong such and such fan. No, you're not. Okay, you almost have to wear the scarlet letter of I switch teams. And look, I thought many times I lived in Connecticut for 12 years, two different stints, nine and three. And I'm telling you so badly, I wanted to be a Patriot fan. Like I like the way they did things. <laughs> Their marketing guys, they always won. Like they didn't care about what anybody else said. They just won games. But I just couldn't do it because I was a Charger fan. I'm like, that's my team. I can't. So, Dan, I agree with you. I, I think you can't ever leave your school if you're a school fan. I will give you a pass because you grew up an Ohio State fan. I know people who grew up fans of certain schools and they didn't go to that school and they're still loyal fans of that school. I get that. But if you're a fan of your school and you're all in, you can never transfer from your school. You want to know it's interesting because in my personal case – it's when I left my hometown that people had a problem with it. Like anybody that, that knew me growing up knows that I'm still an Ohio State fan. And so they will maybe, you know, give me a dig here or there. But there's also the fact of when I became an Ohio State fan, they were not what Ohio State is right now. Like this is later Earl Bruce years. This is early John Cooper. This is losing to Michigan, you know, pretty much every year in the 1990s sure like there was so much heartache that's why john cooper got fired yes yes that they couldn't win bowl games either yeah i like i liked oklahoma as a kid and they used to always lose in the orange bowl right they couldn't throw the football um anyway yes uh ramos you had a question well the question has to do with besides well for college football it's different for me i grew up liking usc that's who i would root for but it's interesting for dan to be from Wisconsin, but not even like a Green Bay Packers fan, or um, in no. yeah, that's odd to me. Or even like I, you went not, to Wisconsin. Here's how I relate to okay. it. I wasn't a Laker fan growing up because everybody was such a Laker fan. It was so obnoxious. It's like ugh, 
You know, yeah. every guy tried to be. Everybody wanted to be Magic. I'm like, I don't. I'm, I like Bird. I like Jordan. So, I actually get it when you're around a place. Sometimes you become the anti fan. Yeah, and it it became it was the Seahawks because Dave Craig was from a town near mine, and I got to meet the Seahawks when I was seven. Right. Plus, like, you're a two first name guy. You have two first names. You really. <laughs> 1984. Like we went to Milwaukee County Stadium. Dave Craig's dad got his tickets. We watched the Seahawks beat the Packers, Lynn Dickey and the Packers. And the Packers after- were so bad when we were kids, yeah, too. They People were. forget. Sure. And and they were in different conferences as well. I'll tell you, that's another thing. Like, there, like there are sports where you can have, like in baseball, you probably could have growing up had an American League and a National League team because they never, ever played. They yeah. were not playing each other. It was literally in two different worlds unless maybe they would meet in the World Series. Right. But otherwise... You know, so it's another reason why, like, I didn't hate the Brewers. Then all of a sudden, the Astros and Brewers ended up being in the same division for a while, and then the Astros, you know, switched leagues. That was a little different, but yeah, like you have that, you know, sort of playing out. And the Seahawks and Packers were in different conferences, so I didn't hate the Packers. And the Packers, as you're right, weren't good, so there was no reason to hate them. It was actually when they would win a game, it was something neat. But now you get into the both in the NFC, and then you know, Matt yeah. Hasselbeck saying they're going to score and Al Harris picking them off, then you're like, all right, that's never going to happen. Yeah, I looked at it the best of both worlds as a Dodgers fan and then in the American League, as I, I rooted for the Angels. So I'm like, wow, if the Dodgers don't get there, the Angels do. That's how I look at it. But a lot of Dodger fans would, would look at that as being really bad. I don't. Um, now, the Clippers are different because the Clippers play in the same division as the Lakers. Yeah, but they used to be such a joke. Like, here, here's the thing. Like, I really like this Clippers team. Now, I'm not going to call myself a Clippers fan. I just like the Clippers team. I like Ty Lue. You know, I played against him. Um, I think he's he's tremendous at, at adjustments. Like, I like their team. I'm not going to call myself, like, a lifelong Clipper fan. I don't believe there actually is a lifelong Clipper fan. <laughs> There's just not, you know. No way. Unless you're born, like, in the last 15 years, you can't. Um, but, okay, so you guys are saying, do you guys, you, are you guys all agreeing that barring a move away, you can't? Ever leave your favorite team? I just ride or die? the top of the top. You know if if the Midwest. If there's like a third place team that you're like, you know what? I'm just not that invested in this. Actually, team over here makes me more invested. Then I'm like, okay. But I just think you your rider dies. You can't leave them. People do. This okay. is a generational thing too, Doug. I think. Uh, I think the kids your your son's age, up to even like mid twenties, they change their minds about everything every week. So I think it's much more acceptable on that level than uh, guys that grew up. I, I don't. In our I don't allow. I don't allow it in my household. <laughs> now my son was allowed to change. You know my dog's name is Odell Beckham Jr. Jr. And I mean when we lived in Westport, Connecticut. Everybody was an Odell Beckham Jr. fans when he first started playing. Like, it was the first football games that he watched, the highlights that he watched, or whatever. And then we moved, and literally the first weekend he was out here, I took him to a Charger game at the at the soccer stadium, right? And he was like, he was in. He was in. And I'd always watched the Chargers, and I'd been a Charger fan. So that, I do think, does that allow you, if you, if you move and you go to a new area, are you allowed then to change? Yes. Yeah, I think that's in play. I just don't know how you could, if the team you left won a title two years later, or even the vice versa of the team you just joined, how you could feel that invested if they won a title 
you know, two years after you were liking them. Now, my dad was a huge Parcells fan. So he loved the Giants. And then when Parcells started to move around, that was the team that he watched every Sunday. Sure. And he would even, but he would tell people, he's like, I'm a Giants fan, but I'm a Parcells fan. I liked Portland growing up because they had Terry Porter, Wisconsin guy. Sure. Um, But also liked the Bucs, you know, quite a bit. You know, Bucs playoff games in the 80s, you know, were amazing. But then Jimmy Jackson goes to the NBA and plays on 12 different teams, and I have 12 different teams (laughs) because wherever he went. You know, then he leaves, and then I'm, you know, back to the Bucs. So, yeah, yeah, there's reasons. Because my mom is from Colorado, I still have a heart for the Colorado teams. Like, for the Rockies, definitely for the Broncos, because my two uniforms growing up, I either had uh, Jack Youngblood or I had Randy Gratishar, who was a m- middle linebacker for the Broncos in the late 70s during the Orange Crush time. So, um, yeah, I, I do have a heart for the Broncos, like because of their affiliation to Colorado. I, I don't, um, I actually like the Broncos. Like, again, like when I was, when the Rams were here and the Raiders were here, I didn't like either of them. So I like John Elway and the Broncos. I was crushed when the Orange Crush would get dominated in the Super Bowl two straight years. But I when I, I locked in on my favorite team when the Rams and Raiders moved, and I became a Charger fan. I've been a Charger fan ever since. And they became kind of my ride or die. So, all right. So the rules as established by the crew are you can't ever leave your, your, your ride or die team. I believe you're allowed one transfer of teams. Okay, but there comes with all different sorts of. You only get one. You got to make sure you tell people I'm not a lifelong fan. You can't be a team hopper. I actually think there has to be some sort of. There's got to be some sort of moment, tipping point, that you're like, I've had enough. I've had enough. The midway. But once you leave, you can't come back. Can't come out. You can't go like, hey, I'm not a Commander fan because they have Dan Snyder. I'm tired. I'm done with it. I'm out. You go and you're a Raven fan for a couple years, and all of a sudden Dan Snyder sells, and you're like, you know what, Dan Snyder's like, no, 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 no. You left. You're out. All right, let's. We'll take some tweets on this one at Gottlieb Show. Hit us up on IG at Gottlieb Show, Facebook page, Doug Gottlieb Show fan page. It's a really good discussion. That was fun. Coming up next on the Doug Gottlieb Show, live from the Tyrac.com studios. Wait till you hear what Micah Parsons said about his Cowboys struggles. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. 
You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Daniel Jeremiah joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, DJ, take a listen. This is uh, Micah Parsons. Okay, This is Micah Parsons, who's a, obviously a star linebacker. Uh, said this about the flaws of his team this past weekend. The league is very repetitive on things that hurt us early on. It's the same things that hurt us now. We got to find a way to fix it or we're going to keep being in the same situation. I think we held him to one touchdown. You tell me you holding, we come in this game and holding them up to under 20 points and if you take away the turnover points, you holding them to under 15, you win the game. So I, I really want to say that I think everybody left it out there, but they made bigger plays. Um, what What's your take on what feels like calling out the offense for not scoring enough points? Yeah, I don't think it feels like calling out the offense, Doug. I think it is calling out the offense. Um, and look, I, I get the frustration, and I honestly don't really even blame him for voicing it. Um, this was a defense that was ready to go and ready to make a run and, and played well against a really challenging opponent, you know, until the end when they just completely wore down. Um, but the offense let him down. And I think, you know, kind of what he was alluding to somewhat, there was uh, the turnovers, you know, it put your defense in a tough spot when uh, you're having to deal with extra possessions with the, with the offense with Dak uh, was, uh, was giving away way too often towards the end of the season. All right. So is Dak fixable is the offense. What needs to change in order for the Cowboys to take the next step? Well, I don't, you know, I don't know where Dak's health is. We can say that, you know, he feels good, you know, coming off these injuries that he's had the last couple of years. I just know he doesn't have as much life on the football. He doesn't have as much control on the football. 
Um, and whether that can come with just getting a chance to strengthen his legs or his thumb feels better, you know, I know he's had the ankle and the thumb, those two injuries, but you know, I, you know, the way he played when, you know, he was healthy previously earlier in his career, I thought, you know, this is a, uh, it's a top 10 caliber quarterback. It just hasn't looked like that. So, you know, if it's health related, you know, maybe he feels healthier and, and gets healthier and you can return to that form. If this is just kind of, uh, the new normal, then yeah, they're, they're in big trouble. Uh, what happened to the Bills? Because it's not just that they lost. They got pushed around by a team that has three backup offensive linemen. What, what's your assessment of what happened to the Bills? Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I, I don't think they're a dominant team in the trenches really on either side. Uh, I think they're well coached. I think they get the most out of their ability. Um, but I don't think that they have real as many difference makers as you'd like up front on both sides of the ball. And I thought they got completely pushed around in that game. Um, so, you know, obviously a lot of the attention and, and the conversation is going to go to the quarterbacks. I mean, I think there was a difference in that game. I thought Josh was a little frenetic, um, you know, having to kind of be Superman or run around and make so many plays. Well, Joe Burrow was just cool, calm, collected and able to deal from within the pocket. It's, uh, you know, it's a lot easier to repeat what Joe Burrow is doing as opposed to Josh Allen having to be Superman. Uh, did, did you, I'm. I'm sure by now you've heard the cut of Brandon Bean. Let me play it for you, though. He was talking about Jamar Chase. And it's interesting, like, you know, they could have drafted Justin Jefferson. Obviously, I don't think they knew Justin Jefferson would fall to them uh, in the draft. But this is what he said about the build of his team versus the build of the Bengals. And I don't want to suck bad enough to have to get Jamar Chase. Like, he's a heck of a talent. I'd love to have him, but you got to – you got to go through some lean years to do, to do that, and you know they were able to get Burrow one, and I don't remember where Chase was drafted, but it was pretty high. Like, and those guys are on their rookie deals. We're paying Stephon Diggs a pretty hefty number. We're paying Josh Allen a pretty hefty number. So there is the constraints of the cap. They have a really good team, and they got some good young players. We're going to try to get as many good players as we can through the draft and through, you know, free agency. But, you know, again, our cap situation is a little different. So uh, he's not being self-critical. He's trying to be matter-of-fact. But some of this should be self-critical because, you know, he's the one who did the Stephon Diggs deal. What's your take on what he's saying? Well, I I like Brandon a lot. I think he's done a really good job. Um, Obviously, they've been one of the better teams, better organizations since he's been there. But, I mean, look, they, they sucked. Uh, bad enough to be able to get up there and get Josh Allen. Um, they've had other opportunities where they've uh, picked relatively high. Now they didn't have the, the, the top overall pick um, to get Joe Burrow when he came out. They didn't have the uh, you know the top five pick at that point in time to get Jamar Chase. But I am old enough to remember when Ed Oliver was a top 10 pick and Josh Allen was a top 10 pick and Tremaine Edmonds was a number 16 overall pick. So I don't know. That sounded to me like Brandon just frustrated uh, with the way that game went. And I, to be honest with you, it feels like he's kind of seen the Cincinnati Bengals pass them by, not just in this round, but kind of where they are um, and where they're headed. So I, I, to me, that was just a lot of frustration. I bet you if he had a do-over, he probably would phrase that a little differently. Fair, fair, fair enough. Um, the Eagles, how do they match up with the Niners? Uh, as well as anybody. Um, I think... These teams are very, they're, they're almost mirror images of each other, Doug. I mean, the way that they're built, um, they've got really, really good depth 
um, on both sides of the line of scrimmage. You've got playmaking tight ends. You've got, you know, receivers for both teams are big time. To me, I think you, you look at the differences in this game, and while uh, I, I tend to lean towards the Eagles, is I, you know, I trust Jalen Hurts just being a little older, a little more experienced in these moments um, throughout his college career as well as, you know, his brief NFL career. And then I do with Purdy. So I think that's an advantage for the Eagles. And I think just the sheer number of guys um, up front that the Eagles have on that defensive line. I mean, they can they can throw waves at you. They only had to play 52 snaps last week. So you've got the deepest defensive line group in the league where you got four guys with 11-plus sacks. You only had to play 52 snaps the week before. The week before that, you had a bye. So they're deeper. They should be more fresh, um, and they're at home, and they've got the better quarterback. So that's why I, I feel like the Eagles are in pretty good shape here. Mm, okay. Um, what about the Chiefs? Mahomes a little hobbled. A team that already beat them this year, beat them last year in the playoffs. What are you feeling about the Chiefs and how they match up with the Bengals? I think it's another, you know, I think it's another evenly matched game. I, I haven't paid total attention to the point spread. I never have, but I did hear somebody mention this is the first time in a long time, right? We have uh, these two conference games that are really, really close in terms of the way they see it on, on the on the betting front. Um, and I do. I think they're very evenly matched. I think that the Mahomes ankle, I think if he's at, you know, 30%, that is enough to swing that game towards the Bengals. If he's at 90%, that's enough to swing it towards the Chiefs. I really think his his ankle and the health of that goes a long way. Um, but, you know, I've, I've gotten to the point with Joe Burrow, and I used to do this with Brady as well, where you kind of get into big games and big moments, and he's getting to the point now where he's just one of those guys I just – I'll never go against. I just – that guy is uh, – he's, uh, he's not going to be denied. So I, I ended up picking them to win this one on the road. Haven't beaten them three times in a row. There's no fear factor that some teams have with Kansas City. There's a lot of confidence, um, but I expect a really, really close game. Um, all right, h- help me out here. What You've been in the Ravens organization. What do you think happens here? How does it play out with Lamar? I don't know, man. I, I know you know, from Eric DaCosta and John Harbaugh's news conference the other day, when the question was asked, is Lamar Jackson going to be um, you know, your starting quarterback week one next year? And Eric DaCosta's answer was, I don't see why he wouldn't be. And I, I talked about this on our podcast last week, and I said, that imagine as a parent of, of teenagers saying to your, to your child, hey, are, are you going to be home at 11 o'clock? And instead of saying yes, your child says, well, I don't know why I wouldn't be. Uh, there's a difference. There's a difference in how you answer that. Uh, it's a real simple yes if you feel like this is a, uh, this is a guarantee that he's going to be back. So I don't I don't take John Harbaugh's 200% to the bank that he said in that conference. I think this is still TBD. Okay, but will somebody else in the league give him the five-year guarantee that he wants? I would think so, just because there's enough starved, you know, quarterback starved teams. Um, and, you know, you get to a point where you're a general manager and, you know, that's, that's the piece that you need to find and you need to fill. And if you think that's the best available option that you have, you know, do you think you really worry about guarantees that the next general manager is going to have to deal with? I don't. But, but I mean, again, look at all these guys with these top huge salary quarterbacks. And, you know, he's missed, what, seven games both the past two years. You know? No, if you, told me, if you told me that there were, you know, you're positioned in the draft to be able to get one of the top guys or, you know, you can, you can pull off a deal for, for somebody else that's the similar 
type player. I'm just saying when you survey the landscape and if you're not picking up there at the top of the draft, you might be saying this is our best shot. This is the best option that we have. And when that's the case, I think that you go and spend a little bit more than maybe you're comfortable with. All right. What do you what do you what do you hear when you listen to Rogers on Pat McAfee in terms of what he's gonna do? I've stopped trying to predict what he's gonna do. I I just know uh, we'll see what you know what what that market would look like. I, I don't think he's going to have quite as strong of a trade market as as maybe he does or maybe the fans do. Um, I think there's been slippage in his play. I think the price tag is incredibly high, and I think dealing with you know with the yo-yoing, uh, is he going to play? Is he not going to play? Is he going to be here at all in the off season? I think that makes that a little less attractive than maybe most people uh, are mentioning in the media. No, no question about it. Right, like. In addition to the fact he didn't have a good year, he's incredibly mm-hmm. surly. He makes a ton of money, and you know you're gonna have to part no... with picks. Yeah, lots of picks. Yeah, L- lots. No, of that's picks. why. That's why. Look, you know, if we had to go play a game at the park tomorrow, would I pick Aaron Rodgers over Derek Carr? Yeah, but if if I have a choice of giving up a third round pick for Carr at his age. Versus giving up, you know, what they're saying is asking for multiple ones for Aaron Rodgers at his age and the commitment level for both those guys. I'd take Carr every day of the week and twice on Sunday. If I'm, if, if Sean Payton doesn't go to the Broncos and it, it appears, and again, I don't take everything as what I read, but a lot of things that what I've read and what I've heard have said the Broncos and Russell Wilson want Sean Payton. If he doesn't take it, isn't that a sign that he thinks that Russell Wilson is washed? I mean, I think that's one way you can look at it, but, you know, I also think Sean Payton might be sitting here saying these are good options, and he's, you know, Sean Payton's in that rare spot where if he waits a year, there might be better options, and he'll have, you know, he's still going to get a job. I and mean, some people, you're like, you got to get right back in, right. or you'll never be able to get back in. Sean Payton can afford to wait another year if he feels like this is a B-level job, and he can wait and get an A-level job. Mm-hmm. DJ, great stuff, man. Uh, look forward to talking to you after championship week and thanks for being our guest on Fox sports radio. Appreciate it. I need to get some feedback on my Hoosiers at some point in time, by the way, what you think and how, how well, they're, they're coming not, together. They're not healthy. So it's really hard. I don't know if you saw, but, uh, Woody's going to miss tonight's game with COVID. So they don't have their coach tonight. You know, mm-hmm. they haven't had Xavier Johnson for a good amount of time. The race Thompson's been out, but supposed to come back. Um, I will, I'm going to see Purdue. I had a Purdue game Sunday against Michigan okay. State. But my, my take on Indiana is, like, you know, teams are so thin now. You lose a couple guys, especially as important as Xavier Johnson was for them end of last year. That is going to be a massive drop-off. And they've, you know, you're working a new guy in and having him out. Um, I think they'll make the tournament. And if healthy, that's definitely a second weekend and maybe a third weekend team. Yeah, the big guy's good, right? Big guy. Trace Jackson play. Davis? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's very good. Very, very good. National Player of the Year possible, you know, behind Zach Eady and a couple others. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, buddy. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, 
You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Westbrook driving middle, stripped by Leonard and a steal. Up ahead, here comes Kawhi. One-on-one with Schroeder, slams with two. The swipe and score from Leonard. Final seconds, Pippen will dribble it out. Wire-to-wire victory in the battle for L.A. for the Clippers. This time, 133-115. to L.A. dominates their city counterpart. Water is wet, and the Clippers beat the Lakers again. That's our progressive play of the day. Progressive making things easier. They'll help you bundle your home, car insurance together, so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. That's on our sister station, AM570, LA Sports, Clippers Radio Network. Let's get to the press. The press. Dan Beyer, what do you have for us? Doug, I do have a disclaimer. Uh, I was eating baby carrots during the commercial break. Uh, commercial break. Love baby carrots. Yes, except when you start to choke on them. So we are six minutes out from the original coughing um, but there may be some uh, some intermission needed as I am still battling 
one of the uh, the Buyer. shreds of baby carrot that were were chewed during the commercial break. Incredible Don't toughness, which you've been able to work through. I appreciate that. I appreciate all you guys being there, and uh, you may just have to be there for the next five minutes. But hopefully, we are we are in the clear. Doug, we could be two and a half weeks away from one of the closest contested Super Bowl matchups that we have seen. Mm. Bet Online has come out with the projected betting lines for the four possible matchups in Super Bowl 57. If it's Chiefs and Eagles, you want to take a bet on who's favored? Eagles. John, Jason, you guys want to uh, chime in? Eagles. Eagles? All right. Eagles would be a one-and-a-half-point favorite. That's pretty so. cool. What about Chiefs-Niners, game we actually saw earlier this year? Chiefs-Niners. It's a pick em, according to Bet Online. What about Bengals-Niners? Bengals. I mean, Niners on that one. Doug? Bengals-Niners? Yes. Niners. Uh, another trick question. That would be another pick em. Ow. And Bengals-Eagles. Eagles. Yeah. Eagles. Eagles would be favored, but only cool. only by a point and a half. So mm-hmm. those would be the uh, – a lot can change. It could be injuries in the title games. and mm. Yeah, who knows what could happen. But that, those would be the projected uh, lines right now of the, okay. uh, the four projected Super Bowl matchups. Okay. Um, right. Look, okay. I, I mean, look at, the, look at the lines for this weekend's game. Like, we have – we're the four best teams in the NFL, and they're – like there's two teams that have reputation wise the big the, the um, I think earned great quarterbacks a yep. little bit more offensive a little bit more finesseful two great physical teams in the NFC with tremendous overall talent and then kind of unproven in the big stage quarterbacks. We told you earlier who the finalists for the NFL's most valuable player award are, and if you missed it, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, and Justin Jefferson. How about these finalists for the Coach of the Year award? Kyle Shanahan, Brian Dable, and Doug Peterson. Right. No Pete Carroll on this list. What is? I, I hate that we do that. That you have to like somehow be like deep into the playoffs and win your division. People thought they would win three or four games. They made the playoffs. Yes. Agree. Well, exactly. Jason McIntyre's got to get a Seahawks logo in his head next week on the herd. <laughs> like. Like that's that's how that's where we are with what the the job that uh, that Pete Carroll did this past season. Uh, Panthers are going to hold second interview. Jason McIntyre had a hot take. Hundred no. <laughs> percent. Get out of here. You know, it would have been a hot take if he would have liked what the Seahawks were going to do preseason, but he Fair went enough. with everybody else and said they're going to be awful. Right. And uh, you know, we see what happened. Uh, the right, Panthers right. are going to hold second interviews with Steve Wilkes, Kellen Moore, and Frank Reich for their <laughs> head coaching vacancy. Mm. Mm. I hope Frank Reich gets it so he can take on the Colts next season. Do they take the? Do they play the Colts at all? I I don't know the opponents oh, um, wow. for next year, but maybe 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 they do. Sure, but but don't worry. He doesn't need payback because Nick Sirianni already got it for Frank Reich. <laughs> totally, that one for Frank Reich. Yes. That one yeah. for Frank Reich. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Speaking of Sirianni, he did say that AJ Brown good to go for the yeah. NFC Championship week, and said that Brown was going through a little something during last weekend's playoff game when he was uh, on the bench. Not on the injury report today at all, so he's fully healthy, but. He's go, going through a little something. 
last little something, some, something last Saturday night. A little something something. He's going a little through his little something. A little something something. And uh, you got a bad tummy. <laughs> I I had a tummy ache. I don't know if that was it. I know. Yeah. Doug, he's in his feelings, dude. That's what was happening. He was in his feelings. I've got anyway. FOMO today, Doug. Why? Because, you know, for years, this was the week we were down at, at uh, Torrey Pines teeing it up. And now, because of the NFL schedule being altered and the Super Bowl a little later, the Farmers Insurance Open runs from Wednesday to Saturday because they don't want to compete with the final round against the AFC and NFC Championship games. So first round play is underway. But this would have been the day, Doug, yeah, where we would tee it up and set course records and win trophies. I think that's what happened with the sponsorship deal of Farmers. We were just too good. Yeah. <laughs> like, sorry, guys. Uh, not not again. You guys are, you guys too, are the standard. Yes. That, that and uh, Ramos's bar tab really scared them away. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, finally, Brandon Ingram returns tonight after missing two months because of a toe injury. Pelicans forward back against the Timberwolves. Zion's still out, though. And that's the press. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. Man, the Clippers look good last night, and they still don't have, you know, Luke Kennard, John Wall. They may add a piece as well. Whew, they looked they look good. My, they're my, as of now, if healthy, my team to come out of the West. I will keep getting ready for this weekend. By the way, the In the Bonus podcast is available now. I heart uh, iHeart app, download it. Stug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.